yeah, baby. Oh, oh yeah. Ooh. Big dog ball talk. Matt Eichborn, Jordan Flegel. We're back, back, baby. Yep. Flegelog is back in the house, back in the saddle again. Uh, after a, a, a brief departure. We're, uh, of course, hammering, clamoring for Jordan's NBA Finals picks and predictions. We never got it, even though now, like I said on the podcast, they don't matter. They don't hold any validity. He's cheating. Nope. He's waited two games, but uh, at least this is a... a, a, a even series after two games. Uh, That's, the true. Action, That's true. That's yep, true. The action and the excitement has been uh, has definitely lived up to the hype, and uh, we all hope you've been enjoying the NBA Finals. Uh, Jordan, I mean, uh, so uh, so far, so good. How, how are you feeling right now? Uh, and would you like to unveil your picks for this year's Finals uh, quickly before we get into recapping Game 1 and 2? I mean, sure. I mean, I thought I thought you weren't even going to give me the chance since the series started. It, I'm, a, that I'm was, a nice uh, guy. That, yeah, it was bad timing. I was away. Then there was, you know, uh, birthday celebrations. People were sick, but it, all, all is good now. But uh, I mean, I've, I I've been able to. <laughs> there you go, Matt. Yes. Um, I mean, I've I've been able to obviously, you know, watch the first two games. But yeah, I, f- I feel good about still making a prediction now. Uh, you know, series tied. So, you know, we'll wipe those first two games away. It's 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 that's a scratch for now. Um, and yeah, I will. I will make a pick. But I will say it's 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 kind of hard. I mean, you and I talked about it before. Like, I actually like both of these teams. Like, normally in a yep. finals, there's a team that I clearly want to root for, and and that's 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 fun. But this one, I'm like, God. I mean, I, I I'd be happy if either team wins. I mean, to to see Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry get a ring, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, would be great. But to see you know someone like Jamal Murray, fellow Canadian, Jokic get a ring, uh, you know, Denver's the one seed. I feel kind of weird about rooting for you know, an eight seed to win the title. That feels a bit much, but also, you know, ultimate, man. ultimate underdog story. So, I mean, yeah, before I make my pick, I just want to say, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm good with almost any outcome here. As long as we get a close series, I'm glad it's one, one and not two Oh, uh, which it looked like Denver, uh, you know, might've had that one in the bag there before the heat yep, come, yep. come back in the fourth quarter. But, um, my pick, uh, and this is tough. And this is tough. This is like the LeBron decision, man. It's, uh, sure, on yeah, equal yeah. footing. Um, With China Malika Andrews, this will make your prediction a lot <laughs> yeah, uh, easier it. to pop off. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say... I'm going to... Ah, fuck. This is actually really tough for me. I'm going to say Denver does it in... Uh, in don't seven. say four games. Yeah, I was going to say seven. don't say four games. It won't yeah, work out. <laughs> yeah, uh, the heat in four, baby. No, yeah, Denver in seven. I think that's a pretty. What good was pick. yours? Because I didn't actually, I didn't actually yeah, he listen he to yours. He doesn't listen to the content. Look, here. I haven't had time. Uh, all right. <laughs> I, I, my official pick was Denver in six. I was, he, I was hesitant. Uh, you know, okay. going de- maybe Denver in seven as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I locked in with Denver in six. I figured that that would be uh, more realistic. But again, like the uh, so far this series, it's been up in the air. Could be anyone's yep. series to win. And uh, Jordan, without further ado, let's dive into game one, game two recap. Even 1-1 one, one after 2, uh, huge for the Miami Heat, obviously. Uh, whenever you're uh, the, the lower seed, to be able to get at least one game on the road, uh, that, that's always critical in your chances of pulling off the upset victory. And uh, this was not just you know a bounce-back performance from Game 1, where the Nuggets just totally outclassed them. Looked so much better. Uh, and it was kind of looking like things were going to be a little bit more of the same in Game 2. But uh, you know I, I still think that the Heat, top to bottom, looked better than Game 1. Uh, game 1... Oh, yeah. It looked like the Miami Heat were tired. They looked sluggish. The Nuggets were so much bigger than them, and they were just beating them up down low. Uh, the, the, the Heat couldn't hit a goddamn shot. The zone of the Nuggets, for some reason, just 
negated the the Heat's ability to to take it to the rack. And it really that's the that was the story of the game for game one. Game yeah. two, that was how they ended up coming back. They made their jump shots. They went down into the paint. They attacked the rim. They uh, you know they they kind of used the, uh, the the Denver game plan from game one to their own advantage in game two, which I, I thought was interesting. I know Spo uh, kind of gave a bit of a fiery response in uh, the post-game presser, but they did turn Jokic into more of a score in this game. Yep. Uh, I know he's trying to kind of downplay it. I think it's a little bit of gamesmanship here, uh, You know, not trying to show his hand, but that was clearly what it was. It was almost identical to what the Nuggets had done with Bam Adebayo in game one, letting him eat, letting him feast, and you know, take away some of that ball movement, take away some of that momentum that they're able to bring. If you're just getting easy buckets in the paint, you're going to live with that, but you're not going to yeah. win the game with just uh, you know these these little hook shots here and there. Uh, but overall, I mean, Jokic has a, a tremendous performance here, Jordan. And I mean, after game two, how did your finals pick feel after that one? Yeah, well, uh, again, I mean, I think ev- everyone, I mean, since the Heat came into the playoffs, the, the other team that they've played has, you know, technically had more talent or seemingly mm-hmm. like, you know, especially based on, the regular season, you know, coming in as an eight seed. So, you know, you would think that Denver would have a big advantage in this series. And, uh, you know, I, I still think that they do. That's why I picked them. Um, but, you know, I, I the, it, the reason I picked it going seven is exactly how, you know, game two played out. Like, uh, it's it, like the Heat are just super resilient. And obviously mm-hmm. you know, uh, we're talking about, you know, Eric Spolstra, just one of the best tacticians that we have. Like, like you know, certain coaches – you know, just sort of stick to their game plans no matter what, uh, you know, are, are very sort of rigid in how they do things. He, he goes out there game two right away, starts Kevin Love, uh, mm-hmm. and it makes a huge difference. I mean, like, like right away, I mean, in game one, Aaron Gordon, uh, you know, you had, you had Bam out uh, having to guard Jokic right at the top of the, the arc there and leaving the, the, the Heat really undersized, you know, back there towards the basket. Gordon yep. in that first quarter right away getting, you know, easy bucket after easy bucket. And that was an easy adjustment, just throw more size in the starting lineup, mm-hmm. uh, which especially is supposed to be after, for game two. Especially after Caleb Martin kind of uh, lays his first goose egg of the playoffs uh, in yes. the NBA Finals. Uh, something that you know I talked about there, I said he was going to be an X-Factor, and uh, yep. game one was a no-show. Game two, not game really two? much better. Nope. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you know, there, there's certain... <laughs> we see it every year, like certain matchups guys will look like they're, you know, in, in, incredible and, and, and so valuable. And then other, other times they'll uh, not play well, or sometimes not even play at all, depending on, on how things go. Like it's all, mm-hmm. it's all sort of dependent. And, and you're seeing that with Kevin Love, like a guy they picked up freaking off the buyout market comes in and, and, you know, uh, he doesn't score the ball all that well, but you don't expect that much from, from him, but just his presence on the defensive end, the, the way that he's able to, to, to pass the ball, he had that really big sort of classic outlet to uh to bam out of bio that mm-hmm, resulted mm-hmm. in two shots and the ball that clear path on Jokic, like the little things and 10 rebounds in the game um like and 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 a plus 18 for them overall a couple of steals in there as well he's just uh you know it was just a, a masterful move to put him in there by spolster he's a you know like kyle lowry veteran uh you know sort of uh playoff performer who's been in this situation before and yeah. uh and, and then you know you 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 get I'm not going to say great games, but good games from, from Butler and Adebayo, like more, more aggressive, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not uh, Bam was super aggressive in game one, but I think he just had a better all, all around game in game two. And I thought Jimmy just sort of picked his spots a little more, was a really good facilitator, got guys like, uh, you know, was able to get guys like Gabe Vincent and, and Duncan Robinson going like in that, in that third quarter. 
Uh, and then early in the fourth, um, you know, when when Duncan Robinson hit a few really made a few really big plays like off the dribble, not even yeah, just shooting the yeah. ball. Well, that that, um, that eight o ten o run that they the Heat went on was all Duncan Robinson, which is yeah. uh, just insane that this guy yeah, only I seems know. to be able to get it up for the the, the NBA Finals. But uh, I mean, good, you know, good for him. I mean, he he needs to get that uh, ninety million dollar paycheck paid off somehow. For sure, but like it was just it was it was uh, just really, you know, astute play calling. Like another thing too, mm-hmm. like. The the you saw it in Miami uh, or, or you saw it like back when LeBron was with Miami. Like if a play works, Eric Spolster will go to it again and again and again. Like he's he's not yeah. shy of just doing it again. And that little action they ran on the left side of the floor, where uh, you know Duncan Robinson and Gabe Gabe Vincent would just split, and you know and they 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 set a back screen and uh you know Christian Braun or whoever would go with two guys and 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 you know leave leave one of them open. That was working again and again. And it's just the the, the Heat just know exactly how to. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's sounds simple, but they just know what to go to. They know how to keep attacking it. They know how to keep putting pressure on you and they just don't give up like the nuggets. Like that's the difference between, uh, you know, a team like the heat and a team like the Celtics, you know, who, who has all the ability to, uh, be just as good as this heat team, you know, talent wise, everyone's been saying they should probably be the ones out of the East in the finals, but mm-hmm. they don't, they have all these mental lapses constantly. The heat never do that. And they're always just they're always just waiting. Like you, you can, you can go on, you know, Denver went on multiple runs in this game where they thought they were going to look like they were maybe going to pull yep. away. Well, the heat just keep... lead in the, fir- the first half. Yeah. Yeah. And they look, they look ready, you know, fucking Jamal Murray's dunking on people's heads. Like they, they look like they're, they're re- rearing to go. Um, and, and even at the end of the third quarter, Jokic goes on this big scoring run. Looks like mm-hmm. they're going to put the game away. The heat just keep coming at you. And there's it, like Michael Malone said it after uh, the game. And, and I was noticing it too. I think Denver kind of relaxed a little bit and they didn't realize that the heat would sort of keep being this fucking monster that just keeps coming back and wouldn't, will not lay down. And their effort level defensively was not where it needed to be in that fourth quarter. Like that was just a terrible fourth quarter for them on defense. Um, And, and the heat are going to do that to you. They're going to make you look bad. It's just, it's classic heat basketball. I don't think they're going to stop anytime soon. There's no way to know sort of, you know, how a game's going to go or how well they're going to shoot. But you know that they're going to uh, keep keep coming at you and keep trying. And and this was one of the games where they happened to make fucking forty nine percent of their threes. Um, you know, credit Denver; they still only lost by three. But this was a classic Heat win. They get the split. Uh, you know, in altitude, they they got to yep. be feeling pretty good going going back home uh, for for games three and four. Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, the the Miami defense definitely deserves a lot more credit than uh, I mm-hmm, think some mm-hmm. people are giving them. I mean, uh, the that whole second half, like uh, obviously, you know, outside that that little scoring run uh, that you mentioned at the beginning of the third quarter, the defense of the Heat was really what kind of vaulted them over. Like their offense was okay, but their offense yeah. wasn't anything special. They weren't really doing no. anything. This hasn't been an yeah. offensive series. Uh, you know, like the, the the Nuggets can move the ball with the best of them, uh, very yeah. uh, Spursian, uh, if you if you will, but. Yeah. Uh, the, the the Heat really didn't let them do that. It kind of made them become uh, a hero ball type of team. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, we were talking about Jokic and his scoring. I mean, making him the scorer is almost, you know, even more counterintuitive than, you know, we'd already thought when you factor in, the, the you know, Jamal Murray not getting any touches, not getting that scoring. Like, he really should be that that dominant scorer on the team uh, yeah. and letting Jokic handle the facilitating. This was kind of the flip roles, and we saw the result. Uh, yeah. and, and, you know, to talk about Jamal Murray in the end of this game, Comes down, you know, Jimmy Butler misses the three-point step back. They get the rebound. They've got some time on the clock. They don't call the timeout. I know we've talked about this before. Some some people yep. love it. Some people don't. In that situation, in the NBA Finals, 
I don't know if uh, Old Mo was really behind them on that one. And I don't yeah. think that uh, any team really should let that kind of roll out. If uh, like, like if this was the Heat, if the Heat were on the other side of this, I would have been cool with it. Because you yeah. know what? At the, at the end of the day, they, they were the hungrier team. They wanted it more. Uh, I mean, even when Jamal Murray put the shot up, it looked all right. But I mean, yeah. in my mind... They didn't earn it. They didn't deserve the win. And the basketball gods weren't going to let the buzzer beater fall. Uh, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, every single one of those shots at the end of a game could be a 50-50 at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. And that was just one that wasn't an amazing shot. They didn't get the look they wanted. Jimmy Butler was draped all over him. And I think that they probably could have gotten better separation. Like, even he took the shot with two 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 and a half seconds left on the clock. I mean, yeah. before the switch even happened, when they realized that uh, Jimmy was going to be on him, they could have maybe tried to call the timeout really quickly and then just draw up some kind of quick shot out of a you know an off-ball screen or something. Uh, yeah. But they, they just weren't able to get it. So, I mean, Jordan, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I, I would have liked to you know take it back to the clipboard and see what you can draw up, try and get something cheeky. But uh, did, did you like the uh, the pull-up three attempt uh, with no timeout, or uh, would you have liked to see the, the timeout run? Uh, yeah. I, 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 I As it was happening, I was like, you know, I, I, you know, when they, when they secured the rebound, they were dribbling it up. And, you know, my, like you just mentioned, Miami's defense was good all night. I understand mm-hmm. it's it's going to be tough to get a good shot off against a set defense. But I just didn't like what they ran. Like, I just thought it was, a, you know, what, just a simple pick and roll. Jimmy Butler yeah. fought through that screen pretty easily. Like, I, I, I just didn't like it. And and I, th- I thought you had enough time if you're Jamal Murray to sort of catch the heat unawares, take it right to the rim, try and get a quick two. Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe even get fouled. Like if, even if you don't make a layup, if you go to the rim and get fouled, that stops the clock. You make your two free throws and then you can, you know, you're, you're with, with, within one, you can, you know, try and get a steal quickly and then foul and then come down. I think they had two timeouts left. So it's not like they were, they, they were, you know, the, the uh, short on those at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I didn't, I didn't like the decision to dribble down, use up a bunch of clock, try and get a screen that barely worked. And then you're just getting a one-on-one shot of, of Jamal against Jimmy. Like that's not, that's not really going to be a good shot. So I agree, you know, it looked kind of online. He got an okay look as, as he stepped back with it. Um, but yeah, that, that one just, it, it, it wasn't the right shot to, to go in at that time. I don't think so. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would have either called timeout or try and drive it to the rim or, or do something a little bit more creative. Like uh, coaches always say, you know, and, and people always say, you know, these teams always, they practice, uh, you know, all these end of game situations, all these things to, you know, with, with certain amount of time left on the clock. And it's like, really, was that the best you guys could have done in that situation? Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, I, I, I do give credit for Denver, like the Miami kind of pulled ahead there at the end, but then they went on their own little kind of Denver style run with, you know, a Jamal Murray three an Aaron, a big Aaron Gordon three, a little, uh, you know, before that. And so they, they, they did bring it back, you know, after a pretty disastrous, fourth they, they they brought it back to within striking distance but but yeah like like you said that the heat deserved to win this game um and uh yeah they they were just they, they, they overall both sides of the ball they were better and they just wanted it more um and and you know you you love to see that in the nba finals you you want these this series to go back and forth um and you know sort of you don't want it to be too one-sided and mm-hmm. uh and and I mean we we we've gone this whole time without mentioning him. I mean Gabe Vincent had the game of his life. I mean the, yeah, the, yeah. looking on the other side, the lead, leading scorer for the Heat in that third uh, just went off. Um, and 
Yeah, his plus twenty two fire for pretty much the entire playoffs. I mean, in, Bo- uh, in that incredible. Boston series, he was uh, he was like a flamethrower the whole mm-hmm. way through. Uh, and and you know the game one wasn't uh, the, uh, an amazing nothing. Uh, I would say it was pretty average for him. Like still yeah. a solid performance because again he's he's one of their best defenders still as well. Like this is a yeah. defensive team and he's kind of that perfect cog to to place in there just of a two way guy. So uh, I mean obviously yeah that's a I don't think that you can rely on Gabe Vincent to be your leading scorer throughout the NBA Finals, but no, for sure. If you're going to get a game like this, yeah, they, the guys around him have to kind of be looking at him like, all right, you saved us on this one. We can pick up the slack on the the, the next three. That's kind of the mindset you have to have because yeah. he's not going to be able to do it. I think that's kind of probably how they feel about Kel Martin. I mean, he gave them yeah. a lot of life throughout this playoff run. So I don't think anybody can really even be upset with him kind of now coming back down to his, his maybe not his, uh, his, his real potential, but, you know, just not, yeah. uh, not, not, not where he was before. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, looking ahead here, Jordan, to game three, I think we should try and figure out, you know, something to help these guys out. Because, I mean, Spo and Malone, you know, they, 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 they kind of know what they're doing, but we know about it. And sure. uh, the, the, the first key, I'm going to give one for the Heat, one for the Nuggets. And, uh, you know, you can slide in there with, uh, with yours as well. And then they'll have plenty of ammunition to work with here. <laughs> but the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler, he took 19 shots, but it was a quiet 19 shots. He yeah. shot seven for 19 total. He didn't really shoot well from uh, beyond the arc, two for five. I would like to see Jimmy Butler hunt for that shot more. I want him yeah. to deliberately kind of like get some ISO plays with this guy. When he wants to, he can be one of the most unguardable players in the league just because yep. he has so much confidence when he lets the ball fly. I'm not saying he's the best shooter. He's not the best ball handler, driver, anything really. But he has that belief in himself, and he's got that big dog mentality. And when he in the fourth quarter finally decided that he was going to kind of turn it on, he was a you know big driving force of offense for the team. So yeah. I, I would like to see Jimmy Butler kind of hunt for that shot a little bit more, uh, be a little more selfish in the, especially at home. You know, if he's scoring, the crowd's going to be going crazy. It's going to be yeah. able to take the the Nuggets out a little bit, maybe get some intimidation factor going. Uh, and then on the side of the Nuggets, I mean, there, there's a lot of things you can stare at here. But a guy who I outlined in uh, you know the the, the finals preview uh, episode from uh, the the Friday. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., man, uh, MIA. We need a missing person yeah, out there was for this guy. Really bad. Uh, yeah. Horrible, both sides of the ball. Uh, couldn't hit a shot to save his life, which, you know, uh, he, he had a, a great time in uh, game one. Uh, but this one was bad. Couldn't, wasn't rebounding it as well as he was. Couldn't shoot the ball uh, nearly as well as his, uh, he should be able to. Uh, but not just him. There's one other guy. Another starter, the other side of the wing, uh, KCP, he's got to be better as well. He had, uh, you know, not just a poor shooting night, uh, you know, shades of the Lakers in the finals in the bubble 2020 uh, <laughs> when he couldn't hit a shot for them. Uh, yeah. But the two big fouls at the end of the down the stretch of the fourth quarter, one on Jimmy Butler and one on Kyle Lowry, six free throw yeah. swing. Yeah. yeah. If he cleans his up, like that's the one guy on their team that they probably are relying on to make good stops and make good plays. Yeah. He can't be the one fucking them over on this. Like, that's that's a, no. a the, the, especially the Kyle Lowry one. Like, I get you're aggressive, you're trying to close out, but then he was trying to say that the Lowry had his foot kicked out. Like that no, was no, no, he no. was he glided from the three point line or from behind it all the way over to into the contact with Lowry. So I I think KCP's got to kind of shake the cobwebs, just be smarter defensively, and you know maybe the jump shot will come. Uh, yeah. But for MPJ, he's got to hit that jump shot. Like he because. Like no one's expecting him to play good defense, even though we both said, you know, he's got the body and the frame and the athleticism to be an amazing defender. But, yeah. uh, you know, he obviously, that's not his game. It's not his forte. That's totally fine. But if that's not going to be your thing, man, you got to start scoring. Because as much as I love Bruce Brown, he doesn't have that upside that MPJ does. So I'm going to say the role players on uh, the Nuggets, MPJ and KCP, the the, the three-letter amigos, 
those guys got to do something a little bit more uh, for the for the Nuggets. And I need to see the big dog Jimmy Butler really take it over uh, offensively. I think that those yeah. are the two keys to success on my uh, my my radar for the these teams to to really pull ahead in Game Three. Yeah, yeah, the the good 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 callouts. I think that's one hundred percent true. I mean, Jimmy. You know, you know, everyone's been sort of mentioning it, kind of looking at it, you know, uh, sort of with their head tilted. Like he's not been the same aggressive guy yeah. since he tweaked that ankle in the New York series. Like he hasn't he hasn't, uh, you know, went Jimmy mode like he did against Drew Holiday uh, in, mm-hmm. in round one. And, you know, it, it's hard to criticize a guy who's in the finals like it hasn't hurt the team yet. Like he's still done what he's needed to do. But. There is going to be at least one of these games, you know, whether that's right away in game three or, you know, what a little bit later on in the series where he is going to need to be that guy again because yeah. Denver is just... He's like, their best they, go-to scorer by far. Well, yeah, and he's their only real isolation scorer. Like, no one else... Yep. Like, like Bam's not, you know, as as a post guy, he's, yeah. he's you know, can do that a little bit. But, you know, it not, not like Jimmy can in, in the sense of like a a high powered, you know, modern big wing who can go get his own shot. Um, and, and yeah, Jimmy's just, you know, he, he, he again, they, they won game two. I'm not going to criticize him for it, but he hasn't, he hasn't been in that mode. And, and yeah, he's mm-hmm. going to have to get there eventually uh, if the heat want to win this thing. Cause Denver is just too good offensively. Uh, they, they, you know, you can, you can argue that they haven't had a good offensive game yet in this series. I mean, they, they Definitely shot the not ball up to their potential. No, no, they shot the ball terribly from three in game one. They were better in game two, but the heat were even better from, from three yeah. in game two. They, they, you know, they've been relatively efficient, but I mean, you just mentioned all those starters like, uh, who who've barely had anything. I mean, when yes, Jokic had 41, Jamal Murray had an okay game with 18, but then, you know, you've got, uh, you know, almost nothing from anyone else. Uh, yeah. you know, your, your bench contributors were almost better than the, uh, the remaining three starters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like you said, uh, hey, Christian Brown, that guy, the rookie, he's got some dog in him. I really like him. I, I think he's great. He made, see, he, he had a few defensive lapses there, but you know, mm-hmm. for a rookie, uh, he, he's contributing well and he's solidly in their rotation. Um, but, uh, you yeah. gotta love it. Game one. I mean, I think it was, uh, Jeff and Gundy called it out, even though, you know, I, 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 I like it because that's pretty much uh, all you can do when you're uh, a semi. I mean, he's athletic, but I mean, uh, the yeah. average athletic, uh, uh, you know, white dude on the court, you know, young yeah. guy, you're trying to cut your teeth. Uh, you know, he hustles for the loose balls. He dived in there his first 30 seconds, NBA finals time. And the crowd yep. goes fucking wild. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You, you got to love those moments, uh, you know, fighting for that one, even though, yeah, he there was no chance he was getting that ball. It was already, pretty much already out of bounds when he got it. Yeah, but he, he's hyped up. You know, he had, yeah. Uh, yeah, he had white three. Boy three steals last night, you know, it's, it's, uh, he, and he showed, you know, even his college career, like he's, uh, he, he, he's a baller. He's tough. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad things are working out for, for Mr. Bra- and is it Braun or Brown? I don't know. Brown, we'll have to man. get it. It's Brown. Brown. 100%, I'm confirmed. He, he, he can change it, man. He maybe, he, maybe. Cause Br- Brown's pretty, uh, that's spelled like that. That's uh, German. We'll have to look into it, mm-hmm. but, uh, Ava Braun. Wait, hold on. <laughs> let's get someone over there in denver guy? let's get some got, eyes on the sky out here absolutely um but uh the uh yeah i mean uh, uh, when when you look at it on the denver side like you mentioned that you know the, these other guys got to play better whether that's kcp mpj um like i know i and you mentioned it too yeah i, I know eric spolster got mad at ramona shelburne's question about making Jokic a scorer but uh I mean, c- come on, Spout. She even said at the beginning of it, I know it's oversimplifying it, but uh, so I, I feel like, like that you was said, uh, untrained eyes. A bit much. Casual. Come on, man. It's a new come casual, on. untrained eyes. Come on, man. 
that's uh, I, I got to stick up for my media members when I can. That was a bit much, but I under you know I, I get what he's saying. You know that it's 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 obviously much more complicated than that. But that's what they did at the end of the mm-hmm. day. They did not send yeah. any doubles at, at Jokic. They let poor Cody Zeller uh, try and deal with him. Uh, you know one on one and Bam as well. And that that was that is the game plan. I mean that's what you you I I, I think that's the adjustment that they made. You know that very slight adjustment of just sort of letting him letting him do that, letting him back down, letting him take twos if you're gonna. You know, sort of if you're getting good three point shots on the other end, especially for the Heat, you're going to, th- you know, trade good threes for for Jokic twos. Um, mm-hmm. And like you see that, uh, you know, I, I I don't think it's it's a coincidence even that, you know, at, at the end of the game, KCP makes that boneheaded move, you know, fouling Kyle Lowry, uh, fouling Jimmy Butler. These guys are just so used to, you know, being involved offensively and hitting shots and being within the flow of the game when you mm-hmm. sort of take all of those passing lanes away from Jokic and these guys are just basically running around out there. I think it kind of, you know, messes with their game overall, including on the defensive end. Like they just yeah. did not seem in rhythm, um, you know, in, in, in any sense. And and I think that's what you do too. When you let Jokic uh, just sort of bang inside, you know, take his little layups, you know, they're not giving him anything easy, obviously yeah, they're still yeah. making him work for it. But um, the 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 ideal stat line for Jokic is much closer to to what he had in Game One uh, than in Game Two. I mean, I don't even remember the last time he only had four assists in a game. That's that's yeah. that's almost unheard of for him. Um, but like, if I'm looking for how Denver sort of counteracts that, I I I think you gotta you know go more old school with it and and just tr- tr- do what you can to sort of naturally draw those those double teams inside. Like if you're Jokic. Don't I? I wouldn't start with him out at, at at the top top of the arc as much. I, I would just go straight into him posting up down low. You know, it, 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 get him scoring early, like still establish him as a scorer. But you know, force the Heat to make an adjustment on that early, and then just you know kick it out and get some some you know swings around to the to the opposite corner for for three point shots. Like Jokic is so good at sort of operating from the the, the the top of the arc and then dribbling himself down into his own post-ups mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I think, I think you got to just go more old school with it, uh, you know, establish him early. Uh, and then, you know, uh, eventually the heat are going to have to adjust. They can't just let a guy, especially if Denver can tighten up the screws defensively and, and not put forward such a, uh, a, a shitty ass effort, uh, you know, late in that game and actually mm-hmm. get to their closeouts. Don't give Miami these fucking wide open threes. Like, that, that as long as they're doing that, the Heat will have to adjust ag- against Jokic as a scorer and send more help. But like the bottom line is, my uh, Denver's just got to find a way to get up more threes somehow. Like Miami has shot more threes than them in both of these first two games, um, and you know the the let the percentages be whatever they are. You know, at the end of the day, you, you normally in the modern NBA, the team that gets up more threes tends to win the game. Uh, yeah. and, and, you know, Denver's a really good three point shooting team that they, they, they've got good, good shooters all over the floor and they tend to get good looks, but they've just got to find a way to manufacture more of those. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think the best way to do that, you know, use, sort of use that sort of Jokic as an unstoppable post force, uh, to, to get those threes as much as you can. Um, and then I think Denver will be fine. Like they, yeah. I, I think, I think Denver's got way more options offensively, at least than, than Miami does. Um, but, uh, you know, it, 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 like, and, and, and whether that's, you know, switching things up with Jamal Murray as well. Like I know, I know they, they do a bunch of different weird stuff where he's the screener. Sometimes he's the ball handler, but like, you've got to find a way to unlock him a little bit as well. Like he, he, yeah. he should be scoring yeah. more than 18 points. Um, and you know, he, he, he's, he's, he, even if you, 
put the ball in someone's hands like Bruce Brown, let him be sort of the facilitator at the top, let Jokic be down low and then, you know, run Murray off some fucking pin downs or some, some screens somehow to get him going as a shooter. And and same thing with MPJ. Like you just got to get these three point shooters on Denver going somehow because, uh, you know, Jokic can't do it alone. And, and, uh, you know, that that's just going to be the name of the game for, for either one of these teams, just who's going to be, uh, you know, the, the, the more efficient and, and more sort of, prolific three-point shooting team um and then you know lock people up on the other end and you know same for miami keep doing what you're doing uh you know in terms of the game plan for game two you know let let Jokic sort of do his thing try your best not to let him become this you know the the amazing facilitator that 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 we know he is uh and just try and you know pick those other fucking roving perimeter guys try and lock them down and then keep keep getting up those those good three point shots. I mean, you said that the Nuggets are kind of Spursian, and they absolutely are. Sometimes the Heat offense looks pretty Spursian, you know, like mm-hmm. running through fucking uh, Bam, uh, you know, the playing the fucking Boris Diaw role of you know coming up to the to the high post. You know, obviously yeah, Jokic yeah. is going to get all the love as if like Bo- a point if Boris center. Diaw had uh, Bam Adebayo's body, you'd be uh, oh he'd be the best. the best ever, man. He'd yeah. he'd, he'd, he'd be uh, top three center all time. But two on uh, two op. <laughs> but uh like you know obviously all the love is going to go to Jokic as this you know amazing uh passing center but Bam's fucking no slouch at doing that himself nope, yeah. too like he he's able to sort of you know uh between him and Jimmy uh you know they 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 find good open shots uh for for their teammates and you mentioned it there too at the beginning they were more aggressive two fucking free throws in game 1 yeah. they they upped that by uh you know added a zero to that uh in game two got up 20 attempts they got to keep doing that keep being aggressive keep challenging Jokic because if one of these games the heat can get Jokic into some real foul trouble like in the first half mm-hmm. that'll change mm-hmm. the entire complexion so yeah for the heat just keep being aggressive and and yeah for Denver I think you just just gotta go more old school just just pound it inside until you force the heat to adjust and then spray it out and try and just get some more three-point shots up because you should not be getting less three-point shots up than the Heat, yeah. uh, who were an awful three-point shooting team in the regular season. I know everything's flipped. I know the Heat are a completely different fucking team now in mm-hmm. the playoffs, but uh, the, the Denver's got to unlock their offense and get get a sort of, you know, 120 to 130-point night going. Uh, you know, I know that's harder in the finals, but, you know, they, they, they have that firepower. They just haven't unlocked it yet, but, but yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see if they can do it uh, heading down to Miami. Well... Heading into Miami, we will be back to uh, recap Game 3 when the time comes. But first, before we sign off, and if you want to know when we're also uploading, at Big Dog Ball Talk. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at we Big Dog Ball know. Talk. Give us a foul. Yeah, well, we, we sometimes let you know. So if you want to potentially know when we're recording, uh, yeah. uh, you know, feel free to follow us. But uh, you know, we will be uploading uh, at some point uh, this week to uh, recap uh, the, the, the latest uh, action on the NBA Finals. But yeah. uh, before we uh, sign off for the podcast, there's actually been some interesting news uh, right before we decided to hop in the booth and uh, publish this episode. Uh, Shams hitting the hitting the Twitter waves with a, mm-hmm. a, a kind of a juicy tidbit, a little bit of a rumor. Obviously, Kyrie Irving, unrestricted free agent, uh, formerly of the Dallas Mavericks, uh, potentially trying to form a bit of a super team here with a guy who knows a little bit about uh, forming those himself, LeBron <laughs> James. Uh, still a, still under contract with the, the the Los Angeles Lakers for another two years, but uh, you know with a, a tough finish there and not really. Knowing exactly uh, how everything is uh, going to pan out with uh, La La Land of the future, 
Harry Irving now wants to see if the Mavericks, if they sign him, if they can go and try and get LeBron James to add to him and Luka Doncic to, to just make a fierce three-headed monster uh, where Kyrie will just shoot every shot and LeBron <laughs> and Luka will average 20 assists a game. But uh, when you look at this, Jordan, I mean, as a whole, obviously, sure, Kyrie, Luka, and LeBron would be uh, uh, an insane trio to, to have on any roster, but... I don't like we've said before. Kyrie is very delusional and uh, definitely a half, glass <laughs> half full uh, kind of guy. But uh, I don't, uh, I don't think that this one's going to happen, man. Uh, as cool as it would no. be and as interesting as it would be, uh, you know, they they would be great to add him. But with forty seven million dollars on that deal, uh, for forty six point nine, if we're really splitting hairs here, uh, you know, the 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 Mavericks would have to give up a lot to get him. And by a lot, I just mean. Pretty much all the role players that are not dog shit, <laughs> and they're two guys who are under twenty six years old. Uh, like, like I told you before we started recording here, Jordan. This was my mock trade that they could potentially roll out in the offseason. Obviously, you know maybe they could sign and trade uh, with a Dwight Powell included in there, but I mean his stock is pretty low right now. Like, yeah. right, realistically, right now the the Lakers could uh, you know for LeBron James in return get Davis Bertans, Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Green, Jaden Hardy. The tenth overall pick this year and the first overall pick in twenty twenty five. I know that there might be a, a steppy and steepian rule on that one, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, if the, yeah. like, regardless, even then, is that really worth LeBron right now? Uh, and, and you could think of that more more than one way. You know, he's thirty eight years old. He he's already kind of flirted with the idea of retirement uh, after yeah. the the sweep from the the Denver Nuggets uh, in the postseason. So I mean, all in all, Jordan, like. What do you think about LeBron possibly joining the 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 uh, the Dallas Mavericks this offseason? Uh, you know, as a realistic uh, idea, I, uh, it do- doesn't seem realistic at all to me. And I mean, I, I don't, I don't get how that that team would work. I mean, like, what position is LeBron playing? Like, like you've got three guys, three guys now. You you would have three guys who like to have the ball. I mean, they already. Yeah. Luca and and Kyrie already had issues, not you know personally, but just how the basketball is going to be played. Like, who gets the ball when? Who's going to take the last shot? Like, how how is this going to work? Obviously, we know LeBron and Kyrie work well together uh, as like a guy who who likes to have the ball a lot, and then you know likes to have a a, a guy like Kyrie, uh, a guy like LeBron who likes to have the ball a lot, and a guy like Kyrie who can you know really good off ball shooter. But then yep. can sometimes take the the ball handling responsibilities and can close games. We get all that, but you throw Luca in the mix. Luca likes to do exactly what LeBron does, yeah. like you know, pound the ball, have it. And as LeBron has gotten older, he's gotten more effective being a guy, you know, with, with the ball in his hands. He's not yeah. as athletic as anymore as like a cutter and 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 you know, a guy who can go up for lobs and shit like that. So yeah, very. It would be a very weird trio. I, I don't doubt the sort of star power, and I'm I'm sure they could make it work, but. It would be. Uh, I I don't think LeBron would fucking even go for that. No, uh, to be no, honest with you, um, and the supporting and, cast would be dot. Like there would be no yeah, one. Yeah, they have no one. <laughs> they have no one. Yeah. So so I, I think it's a uh, you know a pipe dream probably coming from Kyrie. But I'm like Kyrie, mm-hmm. you left. Le- you didn't want to play with LeBron. Like that was yeah. your uh, you know de- de- sort of decision ba- back in Cleveland. So th- it would be very weird. I know that you know all the all the rumors have been that they'll get back together, but I think it's much more likely that somehow Kyrie finds his way to to the Lakers yeah. uh, rather than LeBron going to Dallas. I, I didn't have yeah. that on my offseason bingo card, for sure. No, no. Uh, and you know what? Anybody's tradable. Uh, I think it would be cool to see yeah. LeBron get traded once, uh, you know, just, just because that yeah. would just break the internet. That would be an insane 
uh, you know, a news cycle reaction after that goes down. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it, it just doesn't really add up. I, I think that's an optimistic view here from Kyrie. Uh, you know, I, I don't know why LeBron would want to, like, I think he likes living in the LA area as well. Oh, absolutely. Like, he, has, he has no absolutely. reason, uh, you know, with Bronny now committed to uh, USC, like there's, there's no yeah. way that he was, he's going to be leaving LA. If he's doing anything, he'll be retiring. Uh, yeah. So I think Kyrie to the Lakers not only makes just more sense, you know, geographically wise, but it just is more realistic. The team would be better, uh, you know, because you yeah. wouldn't have to actually drop anybody to sign him. I mean, obviously, they might have to cut, let, let a couple guys walk in free agency, but yeah. Kyrie would be a, a great, perfect addition to the Lakers. So I, I, I don't yeah. know why. And, of, of course, also the photoshops uh, people have been making for <laughs> a decade of uh, Kyrie in the Lakers jersey would finally, uh, you know, get to live up to the hype. But, I mean, uh, the, the, the Lakers have a couple guys that they're going to be looking at in the offseason. Uh, you know, Damian Lillard has also uh, had his name float around there. But yeah. I don't really, uh, again, even the same thing, the Lakers don't really have much to offer themselves anyways. So it's both sides are kind of in the shitter right now as far as uh, stock goes for dra- for trades. Uh, it's almost like there's like three teams in the league that have bogarted all the draft picks and all the yep. draft capital. Uh, <laughs> it's so weird. I don't know why it feels like that. Uh, but mm. moving forward, you know, it could be an interesting thing to watch. So uh, we'll be keeping our eye out for uh, a LeBron James trade potentially. Uh, and, of course, yep. Kyrie Irving uh, trying to make a move uh, to a, a potential championship contender. But uh, we've already oh, seen him God. kill – Two franchises. Uh, I don't think you really can count Dallas, but I mean, uh, they did get worse after they got him. So uh, much worse. Yep. Interesting to see where uh, what Kyrie ends up doing next season. But uh, we'll keep you posted Mondays and Fridays, generally during the regular season. Uh, and Matt, so, Matt, mm, we, we haven't mm, even we haven't mm. even talked about all the uh, the coaching hires that have happened. I mean, well, well we got you Nick Nurse. Oh, he, oh, oh, fuck! Wait, what have you already <laughs> I just covered? talked about Monty Williams, and then I oh, okay. remembered that Nick Nurse is on the Sixers, <laughs> and I was like, honestly, fuck him. I don't even want to talk about him. Frank Vogel, Frank, Frank Vogel, Vogel in, now, uh, yeah, in Phoenix, uh, and. Uh, I guess, but well, Bud and uh, Doc don't have jobs, and the only remaining vacancy is Toronto. So, and mm-hmm. I don't think either of those guys are going to be the coach. No, so it's we Steve got Nash, weird shit Captain happening. Canada, he's uh, he's oh, really man. bringing it home. It's going to happen. The, the Raptors are going to be hard to watch. I'm, I'm guaranteeing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, no, uh, I think the, they're the, going with a European guy. That's what it seems mm, like. Uh, for Jordy yeah. Fernandez, you got the guy, yeah. the, the head coach of the Spanish national team. I forget his name. Fucking, uh, I forget his name, but he's awesome. He was he was a Raptors assistant a couple years ago, but. But uh, crazy shit, crazy shit. Yeah. I've never seen this much coaching movement in an offseason yeah. that I can remember. Ne- next season is going to uh, look a lot different than this year, that's for sure. Uh, just in the yep. term of uh, play for each team. So, uh, you know, get us at Big Dog Ball Talk. Let us know what you're, uh, you think about. Who's your uh, favorite coach? Yeah, who's your favorite coach? Uh, is Joel Embiid's ACL going to last longer than a week, uh, playing 47 <laughs> minutes and a half uh, yeah, for, uh, for, uh, for Nick Nurse? Uh, uh, but man, oh, this man, has been man. Big Dog Ball Talk. Matt Eichhorn, Jordan Flegel. And as my good friend Jordan always said, you know, Matt, a good a good pair of jeans cha- changes everything, man. A pair mm. of jeans that fit just right. You know what I'm saying? I, I know mean, what you're talking about man. I think back to that Michael Scott episode. Remember? I think it was a cut scene where he puts on jeans. I don't even yep. think he made it in. Feels and good. He, oh, he he loves it. You know, uh, shaking his uh, his 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 tail around the office. That's how you I know. felt, Matt. I got a new pair of jeans recently. Interesting. Black jeans, Wrangler jeans. You know what I'm Wrangler. saying? And mm. uh, I, f- I feel good in them, man. You haven't seen me in them yet. You haven't seen the the the, the gloriousness, hot, but uh, uh, yeah, you'd have to cut the cut the cut the uh, cut it off at the knees, make some shorts, <laughs> then that would be nice. <laughs> well, I, I know I I do that and then install a zipper so that I can go back and forth. You know, like, mm, you know yeah. those those those, mm-hmm. those types. I've never seen that 
in a jean version, but uh, we'll make something happen. But I'm telling you, man, me and the Wrangler jeans, it's, uh, I'll take on the world with those things, man.